0: Church, I hope you are healthy and well. I am excited that there is a light at the end of the tunnel. We can start to make plans and preparations for returning here into the building safely and worshipping together once again. It's so good. I honestly cannot wait. You know, Joe already mentioned it this morning, but I just wanted to echo that massive thank you to all those who have been helping out with Forget-me-nots this week. It has been such a team effort with different people picking items up and building drawers as well as the guys actually out delivering over those two very busy days. And we have had some great feedback from the families and from the social workers too, which is always encouraging to hear. You know, when God said, love your neighbour, this is exactly what he meant. And it's such a privilege to be involved in supporting and caring for these families across our community. Hey, listen, if you want to get involved as well, if you want to help out, then just get in touch and let us know. We'd love to have a conversation with you around that. Okay, so we are continuing our series on the prayer of Jabez, a guy who makes this this short but profound appearance in the Old Testament, tucked away in 1 Chronicles. And you know, within just two verses written about him, he might seem insignificant and not worth looking into, but there is some Gold in there that we can take away and apply to our lives. So let me just read this passage to you again from 1 Chronicles chapter 4. It starts: Jabez was more honorable than his brothers, and his mother called his name Jabez, saying, Because I bore him in pain. And Jabez called upon the God of Israel, saying, Oh, that you would bless me and enlarge my border and that your right hand might be with me and that you would keep me from harm so that it might not bring me pain. And God granted what he asked. God granted what he asked. You know, it's such a short passage, but there is so much to be learned from it and so today I want to spend just a few moments looking into the name of Jabez the name of Jabez you know if he was a superhero this would be like the origin movie where you get to find out where he came from and what made him into the man that we have been learning about over this past few weeks you know, in biblical times, names were, were super important. And uh, that's why you often found that God changed people's names to reflect their, their character or to uh, reflect the calling that he was placing on their lives. Abraham, meaning exalted father, became Abraham, father of many nations as God spoke that over his life. Jacob wrestled with God and afterwards he was renamed Israel. And after declaring that Jesus was Christ, the Messiah, Simon became Peter and Jesus declared, and on this rock I will build my church. Peter meaning rock. You know, names were, were super important and, and I couldn't remember uh, the, the meaning of the name John when I was prepping this. So I just did a quick Google search and the first answer that came up, no word of a lie. It said John, noun, informal, North American meaning toilet, as in you have to walk across the stage to get to the John. Now I am breaking that off. In Jesus' name right now, I'm not taking that over my life, but scrolling down a little bit further, I found the Hebrew translation, and it said that John means God is gracious. God is gracious, and he absolutely is. I wouldn't be where I am today without God's grace on my life. You know, names are important. They have, they have meaning. And uh, Now, I don't know much about, about childbirth, but what I can gather is that it hurts quite a bit. But what I take from this, this short passage in, in 1 Chronicles is that this woman had such a traumatic experience in childbirth, so much so that she decided to name her son Pain. Jabez literally, literally translates as, he will cause pain. Wow, way to go, mum. And even though I've heard that the pain in childbirth is excruciating, I've also heard that that, that pain is quickly forgotten when this, this beautiful, beaming baby arrives into the world and you fall in love with them more than you ever thought was possible. But not this time. Not in the case of Jabez, There would be no forgetting just how much pain he put his mum through. And so she named him pain. Wow. Have you ever been called names like classic childhood ribbing? You know, I had a few nicknames growing up and, you know, when you go through school, these things happen. Jaff was one that stuck. That was, you know, my initials. Jaffa Cake, Shorty, very creative names coming out of teenage boys. But but one nickname that seemed to stick for a long time was Beaver, which I came to realize was coined because of large front teeth and a sizable derriere. Now thankfully I can take it, it didn't hurt and and actually I quite enjoyed having a nickname. I just rolled with it throughout my secondary school life. But I know for some people that nicknames can be hurtful. They can cause pain and it can actually really affect us when people label us according to how they perceive us. You know that saying, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. The, the intention behind it is great, but sometimes it can be hard to actually apply it to our lives. So to then think about Jabez, this name that he was given, it wasn't just through a season of, of high school or whatever. It was this lifelong label given to him, not by friends, but by his mother. I don't know, maybe some of you today are are living under the names and words that have been spoken over your life. Good for nothing, stuck up, uh, too old, a waste of space, useless, worthless, selfish, a coward. You may not have had it uh, spoken over your life that you were born in pain and would cause nothing but pain throughout your life, but maybe you're living under another label and so I want to tell you this morning no I want to give you the freedom this morning to step out from under that label and to let God give you your identity it's so important that we don't look to man for our our identity but we look to God don't let your past define your future You know, there is only one person who knows you better than you know yourself. There's only uh, one person who knows what your future holds and his name is Jesus. Let him give you your identity. Let him speak words and labels and names over your life. Let God replace whatever has been spoken over you in the past and let him give you a new name today. Jabez had this, this label, this identity assigned to him from birth. And so every time someone called Jabez, it was as if he was being labeled a man who would bring nothing but pain, who would cause pain to those around him. It was as if this sentence had been, had been passed over him, that he would always be under, that he would always cause pain for others. But, you know, he wasn't happy with that. He wasn't going to settle for that. And he wouldn't accept that over his life. He refused to be limited by the words that men spoke over his life and instead sought the God of Abraham. Instead, he looked to God. And so doing that, he was able to, to break through. And the scripture says that Jabez was more honorable than his brother's. He rose above the label that he was given since childbirth, and he broke through into a future. Adam Clark, a British Methodist theologian and Bible scholar, he says that there are three reasons why Jabez was considered to be more honourable than his brothers. And the first is that Jabez was a man of prayer. Now, I know that we only have this, this one prayer written by Jabez that is recorded in Scripture, but it's a good one, and, and there were likely many others like it. And actually, this prayer was so important that it got passed down through generation to generation until the author of Chronicles wrote it down for all eternity to read. Number two is that he served his God. In a culture that often seemed to forget God and to dismiss the ways of God, he chose to, to focus on God, to call out to God, to lift him up and to follow him. And number three is that Jabez wanted nothing more than to do good among his brothers. He asked God, oh God, would you bless me so that he could be a blessing? And that made him more honorable. Let God give you your identity and no one else. So I want to read to you uh, from just a few verses in James chapter 1. It says this, count it all joy my brothers when you meet trials of various kinds for you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. And let steadfastness have its full effect, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. You know, when you're going through a a difficult time in life, this says, consider it joy. The Passion Translation says, see it as an invaluable opportunity to experience the greatest joy you can. What I believe James is saying to us in this passage is, "Don't waste your pain. Don't waste your pain." You see, God speaks through suffering. Now I don't know about you, but I try my best to avoid pain. If I, if I'm honest, I'm not really a fan of pain. You know, if I have a choice between something that will hurt me or something that will not hurt me. More often than not, I will choose the latter. It seems like the sensible option, doesn't it? So if you hear any teaching that says, follow Jesus, you'll live a pain-free life. Switch it off. Close the book. Get out of there and walk away because that is absolute nonsense. There is nowhere In this book, that will tell you that. In fact, it just doesn't make sense if you read the words written in Scripture. And how do I know that those words are nonsense? Because there are Christians across the world today that are being persecuted for their faith. In places like North Korea and Afghanistan and Somalia, people are being punished and even put to death for faith in Jesus Christ. There are Christians who who are living in Africa who have prayed the same prayer as you, who believe what you believe and yet they are suffering and even dying because of lack of food or, or poor living conditions. Go and tell them that following Jesus means there'll be no more pain. In fact, we don't even need a modern day example. Just look at Jesus himself. They nailed him to a cross. The the very people that he came to save. And his followers, they died martyred deaths. The, The gospel doesn't say that we will have a life free from pain and free from suffering. But what it does say is that in the midst of all of that, we can find joy. Don't waste your pain you know pain is it's a reality it's it's not something that we can escape it's not going anywhere at one point or another in our life we we will experience different levels of pain this is a cheery message isn't it for a sunday morning who came here to feel good we're getting somewhere we're getting somewhere you know we all try to uh, to avoid pain and i am all for that that is a good decision people. But, but pain has a purpose, doesn't it? Pain has a purpose. For one thing, it, it, it warns us, it, it lets us know that, that something's not right. I'll never forget one Christmas a few years back. It was a Ruth family Christmas, so that means 17 people in our house. And I'm busy in the kitchen. I'm in the zone doing my thing, getting Christmas dinner ready. And the food is almost ready, so I'm just kind of doing the final preparations, getting some plates warmed up and and all of that kind of stuff. And then I go to move a dish from here to there, and I say, grab it. Ah! I realise that it was hot. Pain suddenly hit me and I'm like, oh right, that dish is hot, I shouldn't be touching it. That was the pain warning me that if I hold this dish for much longer, I'm going to be in some serious trouble. Needless to say, I dropped the dish, it smashed and I spent the whole of Christmas dinner with my hand in a jug of ice water trying to eat My Christmas dinner, it was a really pathetic sight to to see. But pain has a purpose. Pain has a purpose. You know, without pain, we can find ourselves continuing on a a dangerous path. But but pain warns us. It tells us to to stop and to think twice about what we're doing or where we're heading. C.S. Lewis wrote this in his book, The Problem of Pain. Pain insists on being attended to. God whispers to us in our pleasures. He speaks to us in our consciences, but shouts to us in our pains. It is his megaphone to rouse a dead world. I don't know about you, but, but I think often when we're in a, a valley moment, when we're in a valley season, when we're struggling the most, it's then that we really find God. And I think that's the point that James was driving at when he started this letter. Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds. The message paraphrase calls it a gift. It calls calls pain a gift. Here are some things that I don't consider as pure joy financial worries, people lying about me, family members suffering and in pain, stubbing my toe on a kitchen table. These are not pure joy. For me, moments of pure joy tend to flow around uh, just a few things. Eating, good wine, quality time with my family, eating some more, maybe some more wine, but pain Pain does not feature on my list of things I count as joy. Trials and challenges in my life are not a gift to me. And yet James says, count it all joy. All of it. Not just bits of it, but all of it. All the trials, all the challenges, the sickness, the pain, the loss, the hurt. Count it all joy. Why? Because pain produces steadfastness or or perseverance. And what does that lead to? Well, James says that that persevering through it all, that that God will grow us, that he will make us stronger. In fact, it says that he will make us perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. And so coming back to to Jabez, he was this man born in pain, labelled from birth as pain he had this word spoken over his life that he would go on to cause nothing but pain but what i believe we can see from his prayer is that he he persevered through it all working against the flow of what people thought about him of what they were saying about him and he got to a place where he knew god He was able to call out to God, to look to God, to bless him, to give him influence, to give him more of God's presence and for God to protect him. And what did God do? It says he granted his request. Jabez persevered through his pain and in the end he lacked for nothing. Jabez could have have allowed this this message of his name, this label over his life to, to dictate who he was. But instead he fought against it and God blessed him. Don't let your pain define you, let it refine you. Don't let your pain define you, let it refine you. You know, a moment of pain in your, in your life, a struggle that you face, a, a challenge that you're going through, that is not your story. That is just a line in the book of your life. You know, there, there are people who, who go through uh, moments in their lives. They go through through seasons that are supposed to be seasons, but they end up dictating their life. Instead of getting better, they get bitter and and their identity becomes wrapped up in this one moment of pain, of suffering, of trial, whatever it is. And and it holds them back from ever moving forward. The betrayal of a friend, a a bad divorce, a dream that didn't come to pass. This thing that was supposed to be a season becomes this, this destructive pattern in their lives. But we can't let pain define us we have to let it refine us god shouts to us in our pain i love that he he directs us he he warns us he he uses it to teach us through our pain we can discover who he really is that he that he really is a good good father that he'll never leave us that he'll never give up on us So I want to say to you today, don't go through it, grow through it, because pain has a purpose. Let's allow God to refine us as we go through these these valley seasons in our lives. You know that word refine, it means to, to bring to a fine or pure state, free from impurities, the Bible uses this, uh, this analogy of refining quite a bit and, and more often than not it's in relation to, to metal, to, to silver and to gold and, and gold refined in, in the fire. And actually that process of, of metal being refined, it, it means that it's, that it's heated up in, in flames that reach temperatures in excess of 1000 degrees Celsius. But that heat, it doesn't destroy the metal. What it does is it exposes all the impurities. It allows everything that is unwanted to, to rise to the surface and to be skimmed off. It, it allows anything that shouldn't be there to be got rid of and it, it leaves it in its purest form. So when James is telling us to consider it pure joy when we go through pain, when we go through trials, when we go through these valley moments, these seasons, they they might feel like fire, but it's only through the fire that we can be refined. It's only through the fire that we can get to the, the purest forms of ourselves, that we can get to a place of completion in Christ. In 1 Peter it says, In all this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while you have had to suffer grief in all kinds of trials. These have come so that the proven genuineness of your faith, of greater worth than gold which perishes even though refined by fire, may result in praise, glory and honour. When Jesus Christ is revealed. True worshippers, they learn to not just worship on the mountaintop. They learn that their worship is most powerful when they're in the valley. Don't waste your pain. You know, pain can allow us to be confused. Why am I going through this? When cancer hits, or when you lose your job, or when your friend dies, I don't judge you for asking those questions. I've asked those questions. Why is this happening, God? But in those moments, we can't quit. Like James says, we have to persevere, and God will bless us. Just like for Jabez, on the other side of pain is peace. On the other side of pain is purpose. Why don't we pray? So Father God, I just want to thank you this morning that you are a good Father, that you love us more than anything, that you know us better than we know ourselves. And Father God, we say, today will you speak a new name over us? Will you help us to break away from any labels or words that have been spoken over us in the past and let us know that we are good, that we are loved, that we have purpose in this life. And so we thank you that you speak life into us, that we are here for such a time as this. And God, I pray that, that when we find ourselves in these valleys, that when we find ourselves going through, through trials and through challenges and through moments of pain, that we won't get stuck there, that we won't quit or give up, but that we will grow through the process as we go through it with you, as you refine us, as you make us uh, even more pure, as you, as you make us into the, the purest versions of ourselves, that we will come through it greater, that we will come through it more close to you. And God, we thank you that you go through every moment with us, that you don't leave us, that you won't forsake us, that you never give up on us, that you love us through it all. And so, God, we thank you for your goodness. I pray that you will be with us as we go through this week. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.